We spoke with Chautauqua County Executive PJ Wendell about gun violence, reapportionment, and more in our monthly interview with him. We have Chautauqua County Executive PJ Wendell on the line with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Julia. So, you know, checking in with uh, the last two weeks have it brought a lot of sadness and anger and a variety of emotions over the, the mass shooting that happened at the Tops in Buffalo that resulted in the death of 10 black people. And then also then this week, the mass shooting at the elementary school in Texas on Tuesday, the left 21 dead, including 18 children. So looking at Chautauqua County, is there anything county government can do to work to help prevent these kinds of incidents? You have a whole sheriff's department and just want to see what, you know, what the county was thinking it could do in light of everything that's happening. Well, you know, one of the things that the governor had uh, proposed, Executive Order 18 from Governor Hochul, was to reevaluate our domestic terrorism policies here in Chautauqua County. Immediately reached out to the sheriff. They reviewed those. What were, you know, what could we do? You know, we ask people to, you know, pay attention to neighbors if they see something or they feel something is there to inform people. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, and everybody said if we look back, this individual had posted things on social media. Um, you know, this is a hard question to ask because people will say, you know, when is it an invasion of somebody's privacy? Or I could say, oh, my neighbor's doing this. If I don't like my neighbor, next thing you know, he's got, um, you know, these the investigation happening and so forth. So it's a, it's a it's a challenge. You know, how do we prevent these things? Is by you know, people understanding one another, you know, having dialogue. It, I, I don't really know the right answer. Um, you know, there is, you know, gun control, but like somebody said, you know, if uh, if somebody gets killed with a hammer, do we put it, in, you know, do we impose, you know, impose laws on the purchase of a hammer? No, but, you know, there's arguments back and forth. Um, you know, I took a course over the weekend uh, for a pistol permit, and the guns don't shoot people. It's the people behind the gun. So that's what we have to look at are these individuals and those individuals. And, you know, anytime we looked at these incidents, and there have been so many of them, unfortunately, but I don't know if we're ever going to have an answer. There's no silver bullet for this. It's really the bottom line. Um, But people have to have an understanding and a compassion for one another. How you can have that much hatred against a race at 18 years of age is is mind-boggling. I just, I don't understand it, and I guess I never will. But, you know, we just ask people to be diligent and, you know, have compassion for people, understand people, and, you know, and really just reach out, make connections. And, you know, if you see somebody in distress, try to help them. If you see something that's a concern, you know, reach out to somebody in a position of authority and, you know, try to get some intervention and see what we can do. All right. On a different topic, it's it's been a whirlwind of a couple months when it comes to reapportionment, the court challenges to maps, and, and now that we have Congressman Tom Reed resigning, obviously, when it comes to getting things done in the county and for the county, how do you see things going in terms of knowing who is even going to be representing us right now? Uh, well, yeah, that is a challenge. Uh, you know, we, we have some more clarity that the... the um, Maps were approved last week, much later than originally told, uh, but by about midnight, actually almost Saturday morning. But as it looks right now, uh, there will be a special election. I just read an email today. That will be August 28th, but please don't hold me to that because I I read the email quickly. Uh, But what that will do is um, 
that would put that special election, elect a congressman to be in office for about five months. Simultaneously, the new district being drawn now includes uh, a sitting congressman incumbent, Chris Jacobs, from Orchard Park, is now part of the Chautauqua County um, Congressional District, the, the district we're in. Um, so it, it is challenging, uh, but I feel you know very strongly we, we were behind in supporting Claudia Tenney. She's now going to a different district, and Chris Jacobs is here. And I feel confident they, they both know the importance of Chautauqua County. We are the largest county in that um, total county. Now, there isn't – Erie County isn't – all encompassed in this district, but a, a portion of it is. But there's a great importance, and I think both Chris Jacobs and Claudia Tenney realize the importance of our economy, our, our lakes, our waterways, our issues, and our need at the federal level. So I feel confident that whoever we re- elect uh, will be able to carry our voice to Washington and accomplish things for our county. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, and I can understand you. Yeah, I know you read that email quickly. I think the date is actually August 23rd because the June primaries are the 28th. But that's a total under understanding that you might have gotten the numbers a little mixed up. But that yeah, I, that yeah, that's what I last understood. But you're 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 on the same page, I think, as a lot of people. We're wondering, well, what are the dates? So it's good to know that we have a date for that primary and special election, at least at this point. So correct. Um, also, the county legislature is going, they're going, uh, going through a reapportionment process as well. And I think the committee that was working on that submitted their suggestions to the legislature. Have you seen what's been suggested and have any thoughts on them? Uh, yes. You know, I, I, my thought is, um, you know, obviously looking at it, I don't feel the need to go from 19 to 17 legislators um, is the right thing to do right now. It could be argued it's along party lines, depending on how you look at it. But from, you know, 1975 and the inception of a, of a charter form of government, we had 25 legislators up until I believe it was 2010. And then we dropped drastically from 25 to 19. And that was over, you know, many, many decades. And, you know, the argument has been, you know, it's been published in, in the media that, you know, we've seen a decline in population. So for nearly 30 years, we maintained a level of government and representation. Now, because we've dropped, again, not a significant drop, but yet a drop, we should reduce it again. And, and I, I guess I will say that, um, you know, the, the maps as they're drawn, um, because there is the imbalance, obviously, from the other side of the aisle, is putting, you know, challenging four Republicans for two Republican seats. Um, I would much rather see, you know, a two and two if we're looking at it both. But, um, you know, again, reducing the sake of the legislature because it needs to be reduced, I don't know if it's there. Uh, you know, again, we've, we've had 10 years. We haven't had a drastic decline. Um, again, this is, you know, people are going to take it as a political stance. But, um, you know, realistically, I feel 19, we work well. Um, and, you know, it still gives people ample representation. There was a large percentage of the population that would be represented by individuals, and it, it, it was an astronomical amount, and I, I don't know exactly what it was off the top of my head, but it would just create a large, large districts that really are not a voice for the people in Chautauqua County. Mm-hmm. 
And I think looking at what's happening in the city process that, you know, there's been a similar plan suggested in the city of Jamestown to reduce the size of city council. And when I've talked with uh, my boss, Jason, that we noticed that there's other municipalities and areas that have larger representation, you know, on their either their councils or legislatures or whatever you have you, even if they have smaller population. So you, one could argue that maybe population isn't the driver for how many people represent. I guess it's just uh, comes down to what people are willing to do. So I guess I guess we'll stay tuned for more from the legislature since it's in their hands at this point. Certainly. And that's, you know, that that group is going to govern and make decisions based on, you know, their the information they're given and, and the plans as they're drawn out. Mm-hmm. Staying on the topic of the county legislature, when you and I are talking right now, that they had their voting session last night, and they voted and approved a local law to amend how the county's uh, workers' comp plan is allocates its cost to municipalities. So uh, I, I, I got to first, you know, give thank you to Finance Director Kitty Crow. She's been very responsive responsive to me when I've had questions, uh, you know, outside of meetings. But can you comment on for the public, you know, why this change was needed for the county? Well, <clears throat> the change has, has really been evaluated over time. About five years ago, they started looking at this as we brought in a new workman's comp director. And with nobody else bases their um, workman's comp on property values. You don't see that anywhere. You know, if you buy insurance, it's not based on the assessment of your house and your property um, for, let's say, your, your car. So it's a, re- it's, an, it's, a, it's a formula that really wasn't part of the equation. And really, it, and even, you know, Legislator Whitford, I think, spoke to it last night. It, you know, he's represented, um, you know, Workman's Comp over the years, and it's, you know, valuation has never been part of the equation. And, and to make the correction is, is valid. For example, the town of Chautauqua was paying a large number because of the uh, large assessment of Chautauqua Institution. But the number of individuals they have on a payroll is very small. Um, For example, on the other side, you know, the city of Jamestown um, has a much larger portion of the uh, use of the program, nearly 25%, but yet their their contribution was about 17%, 16%. So... It really, there was a lot of inequity, and what it did is it balanced out um, the uh, process for um, the municipality. So some, for years, have been paying much more than um, they should have been. Um, In cases there were three, they were paying much less or less. So, um, you know, the legislature felt that this was, um, you know, needed to be, you know, equalized and more equitable. The process, you know, we've been in talks uh, our finance director and workman's comp director have been in contact with the city of Jamestown for over a year, working with members of the BPU and engaging in conversation. So this is a, this isn't something that was knee jerk. It wasn't radical or quick. It was something that was done over time. And, you know, not sure exactly what has been printed or what is posted, but, you know, there have been options and a payment plan and installments created by our fi- director of finance for the cities to ease in and pay this, over time, not in one lump sum. So contrary to the dialogue or some, some discussion that may have been had, there is a way for us to be understanding and sympathetic to the change in cost in, you know, for both the cities and the village of Westfield. So those have been taken into consideration as uh, Kitty Crow has, has presented. So, you know, we feel confident that this is something that needed to change because 
you know, you've got 27 towns, 13 villages, and two cities. Um, there were three, two cities and, and one village affected. The remaining 39 uh, were also affected as well. So, you know, we need to look at everything across the board. Mm-hmm. And 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 to back that up, I I had watched the April Administrative Services Committee and and Finance Director Crow. She did talk about the amortization that allows cities to, and or municipalities that were affected to to pay in installments. So yeah, I had heard that before. So that's why I was a little surprised last night when I heard the amendment come up because I I it seemed like the amendment was trying to do what was already existing within the legislation but that's all uh, i guess right. it's a moot point now because uh, as we know the it legislature is. did pass the the original uh amendment to the law uh is there any concern you know i don't know if it affects the county's budget if say the city of jamestown the mayor has said to me on monday night that they are looking at maybe other workers comp plans out there with other firms but if the city left the county's uh self-insured plan would it affect how things are budgeted or how or, or affect what other municipalities have to pay that i i can't address right now i'm not sure exactly you know what's going to happen it, it, i guess that's the right of the of the city um without a doubt if they can you know to shop around if they're looking for a better deal if you will but uh, i haven't you know we haven't sat down and you know if that happens we'll have to reevaluate uh, but again that's uh you know that's the decision of the city uh, they're well entitled to that so I guess stay tuned. I don't know if, uh, if that's what they choose to do. That's their perspective and the perspective of city council and or the mayor. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I thought was interesting is that there there is a, a certain amount of savings that is not tied to any of the changes in the law, but there's a savings that the county is going to be realizing with workers' comp. I think it's about a $700,000 um, savings in next year's budget uh, that uh, Ms. Crow had mentioned. And where does this come from? Is it just by luck or is it just how, how cases are, and claims have come into the county that, you know, that they're seeing either a decrease and that's why they're seeing a savings, potential savings next year? That's exactly what we're seeing. I, in my, my, some of my latest conversations with our director of, of the Workman's Comp Program is we're settling some of these claims that were ongoing for many, many years. So, um, you know, we will see a reduction, but there's not going to be – the percentage of payments, so for example, if there's a reduction in county, the county's, comp- the county's portion, um, about $700,000, I think is the number, we're still responsible for, I believe it's 47% of the payment. So it's, it's uh, you know, fortune, if you will. Uh, you know, I'd have to talk to Kitty and exactly get the details, but a little bit is the management of the plan, settling some of these cases that have been ongoing, um, you know, bringing them to closure, and, you know, good management. This, this program prior to Dennis Brooks, and, and we can't say enough from the county and what he has done in administering this uh, self-insured program, is really um, getting down and settling cases and bringing closure and saving the county money while protecting the individual. So, you know, we're protecting workers. We're protecting, you know, the municipalities and people that are out there risking their lives when they're working. But at the same time, you know, closing these long ongoing um, claims has been bringing savings to the county. So, um, you know, efficient, effective government is what's been taking place. So we're we're, we're happy. Um, and again, it's we've we've just managed uh, some good fortune when it comes to finances and the way things have been paid and settled. Mm-hmm. Moving on, when th- when this airs, this will air tonight. Uh, this is Thursday when we're talking, and it also will air on Sunday. But 
We're coming up on Memorial Day weekend, and there are a number of activities happening around the county, and there was a lot of discussion from legislators and then yourself even last night at the at, at county legislature about things coming up. Is there anything you're taking part in this weekend or of activities you know for people looking to celebrate Memorial Day? Well, I, I think um, there's several things. First of all, tomorrow there's going to be a community healing event at Tracy Plaza at noon, uh, sponsored by Reverend Clark and Reverend Lee Croft um, in City Hall in remembrance of the Buffalo shooting. And now, obviously, I, I believe it'll be mentioned the Uvalde, Texas um, shooting as well. So taking time tomorrow is going to be important. Also on Saturday, our Gold Star Mother's Celebration or Remembrance at Veterans Park in downtown Jamestown off of 3rd Street. Um, we'll commence at 10 o'clock. I will be there at 2 o'clock on Sunday. I'll be at the town of Gary for their Memorial Day Remembrance. And on Monday, I will be in the city of Jamestown for their annual parade, which will commence after a two-year uh, suspension. Um, and not to be critical, I, I think one of the things to, to stress and remind people is, although we think of this as a celebration, it is a remembrance of those who paid the ultimate sacrifice and gave the ultimate sacrifice in defense of our country. So although we feel and we all observe this as the kickoff to the summer holiday, it is a very somber remembrance from those people who left to defend our country and never return home. So I don't want people to lose focus and lose sight of that, especially taking time to remember what's happened in the city of Buffalo, you know, 70 miles from us, and what happened in Uvalde, Texas. Um, you know, these things happen, and there are other people um, that have lost their lives. But, you know, somebody made mention to me this week in a message saying it shouldn't be a day or a week to remember people. What we should remember these people throughout the year, whether it's law enforcement, first responders, EMS, nurses, doctors, everybody. We need to take time and remember those individuals who sacrificed their lives to protect others and those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So, you know, I'd ask residents not to think of this as a one day or a a weekend celebration, but rather a continual remembrance of those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Good words. Yes, I, I definitely agree. From your, from knowing that you're involved as a volunteer fireman in uh, Celeron or Lakewood, I'm sorry. Uh, I, is there anything special words of safety you'd like to pass along to people this weekend? Well, I think it's it's really important that <clears throat> you know being careful. You know, there is a, a burn ban, I believe, in in the county right now, actually in New York State. Um, you know, tragically, we have had four fatal fires in Chautauqua County this year, something to pay attention to. There was a house that burned across the border in Pennsylvania where New York fire departments were involved this morning, a house damaged by fire. So, you know, we ask, you know, if you're having an outdoor fire, please be respectful. Make sure that you're, you know, cautious and safe, but, but the ban is in effect. Um, we just ask people to be safe. Um, you know, if you're going to get behind the wheel of a vehicle, you know, if you're going to be out on the lake this weekend, you know, you've got to have a designated driver or someone who's going to be responsible. Um, you know, those types of things are, are paramount. Uh, we don't want this weekend to end in tragedy for a family. If, if people want to, you know, enjoy and spend time together, we need to make sure that we're safe and we're, we're doing the right things. Um, you know, that, that 10 minutes of fun or half an hour for fun for an individual could change the life of an entire family forever. So, you know, just think about what you're doing um, over the holiday weekend and, you know, make sure that you're safe when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. County Executive, anything else that you'd like to update us on or add? Uh, you know, I think, you know, just asking people just, you know, 
to keep people in their thoughts and prayers. I think this is a challenging time, um, you know, in American history. We are we are at a unique precipice where, you know, we need to focus. We need to focus on one another. We need to take time to reach out to your neighbor, get to know them, um, extend a hand, you know, be that helping hand for somebody, listen um, and share. And when we see things that concern us, you know, bring it to light. Uh, these tragedies are senseless. To me, somewhat mind-boggling they continue to happen. But, you know, I'm sure no one ever expected to see another tragedy within a week or two weeks, less than two weeks of what we've seen in Buffalo. So, uh, unfortunately, we have. And I ask everyone just to take take a minute uh, and take time for your, you know, your fellow man and, and get to know them and, and be compassionate and be understanding. County Executive Wendell, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Julia.